Thank you so much. What a joy it is to be found in church today. Amen. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, there I am in the midst of you. And I really appreciate the church building and also those who comprise the church, living stones, in which you and I are part of. The Lord is good and greatly to be praised. It's an honor to be with you today. And we used to pastor up the road in South Burlington, Community Bible, which is known as Vibrant Church, and a great church, a great pastor, Brother Mike Creasel, a good friend of mine, has been there for many years. And then we were down in the uh, southwestern section of New Hampshire, in Keene, New Hampshire, and we spent uh, close to eight years serving as the pastor of that church. And now recently, uh, I'd say the last few years, we've helped the district out as far as uh, pulpit supply, uh, interim pastor, uh, different uh, locations. Uh, we've been able to help churches through the transition of uh, finding a new pastor. And so that's a brief background of my life. And uh, I see a real good friend of mine that's out here, uh, Carol Steady. Hey, Carol, would you please stand, okay? Like, okay. <laughs> All right, there she is. Right. Yes. We'll go down memory lane here. Uh, about 54 years ago, it was my first church over in Lincoln, Vermont, and Sister Carol was my Sunday school superintendent, okay? And uh, we haven't changed a bit. <laughs> And just a wonderful individual. And she just uh, celebrated, was brought to my attention, or she is or has a birthday. And, and so we'd like to maybe sing happy birthday, right? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sister Carol. Happy birthday to you. Amen. For those who are interested, we'll sell some CDs of this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Happy birthday, Carol. We love you and your family. Uh, very close to my heart. If you'd like to stand with me as we look at our scriptural reading. It's found in the book of Colossians, okay, dealing with uh, one of Paul's epistles, a great writer of the church in the past, and those writings still stand out in my life and your life today. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 17, in this chapter, chapter 4, Paul is giving some commentations uh, of recognition to different individuals, and now he comes to... Uh, Archippus, and he says in verse 17, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you fulfill it. And, and there's another version, it comes from the NIV, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. And I'd like to speak about that this morning, our faithfulness in the fulfillment of what God has called us to serve in. Whatever capacity that is, the scripture says Christ 
is the head of church. Amen? And you and I are living stones. We're members together. And as we fulfill what God has called us to do, that the operation of the church goes forward in such a powerful way. Father, we thank you for the scriptural reading this morning. And Lord Jesus, I I just pray as your spokesperson, the scripture says, if any man minister, let him do it with the ability that Jesus Christ giveth. Lord, that your name would be glorified, that your name would be uplifted. And so, Lord, thank you for this church service. And thank you, Lord, that we can gather together these beautiful choruses and sung under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, we feel so close to you today. And we thank you for our brothers and sisters, Lord, that are in the church service here today. And bless all of our churches. And we'll thank you for it. And as your servant today, I humble myself. I pray for that anointing, for the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray this in Christ's name, and everyone said, Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I'd like to minister to you this morning. Uh, There are different ways of delivering a message, and uh, some preach with a manuscript type where they read their message, and it reminds me of the story that I a pastor who was a manuscript preacher preached the way and he gave it his very best. And after the service, he was greeting the parishioners as they were leaving the church. And, and this one sister came up to him and, and he asked that sister, well, how do you enjoy the message this morning? And he's a manuscript preacher reading his message. And she mentioned to him, she says, well, you read your message. And he says, okay, anything else? He said, well, number two, you read it very poorly. (laughs) He said, number three, it shouldn't have been read at all. (laughs) I'm not a manuscript preacher this morning. (laughs) Uh, I'm an expository, and we're just going to look at some of these verses and and words from this beautiful uh, passage of Scripture. Paul is saying, take heed to your Ministry, your ministry, not someone else's, but your ministry that God has given to you. I I thank the Lord for the praise and worship team that ministered to us today under the anointing, under the power of the Holy Spirit. That's their ministry. And, And we so enjoy it. It's part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying to pay close attention to it. To apply your mind to it. To give it your very best. And I'm excited this morning that even though our world is in turmoil and a lot of things are happening out there that are not really good. But I believe that through all of this, that God is working behind the scenes. That God is preparing a church without spot and without wrinkle. And I believe you and I are part of that church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's speaking to you today. He is saying to you, listen, give me your attention. I've got a ministry for you. I've given you a talent. Some of us have more than one talent. I remember I was pastoring a church and and we just had brought a youth pastor on and And we were excited about it, and things were happening in the youth group and in the church. And 
And so one day uh, he noticed I was outside and I was cutting the grass. And he came out. He says, Pastor, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just cutting the grass. He says, well, let me take that job over. I says, no, when you become a pastor, then you cut the grass, <laughs> a senior pastor. I said, you're the youth pastor. Just enjoy it right now. But I felt that that particular time, I wanted to show him that the ministry has different angles that you might have to go in. You might have to work behind the scenes. But take notice of the ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to you. Pay close attention to it. You have received it from the Lord. One of the churches I was pastoring, a sister came up to me, and uh, during the Sunday school, we had this mission program, BGMC, Boys and Girls Missionary Crusade. And so our kids were supposed to bring in quarters and nickels and and pennies and dimes. And our church wasn't doing too much in that area. And and she was up there. She was around my age right now and uh, in the 70s. And and she says, Pastor, I want to do something in this ministry for BGMC. And I says, Elsa, you go right ahead. Whatever the Lord impresses you to do, I'm on board with it. And she began to promote it to the church. We had plays. We had offerings. A year later, over $2,000 came in in nickels and dimes. We needed an armored car to go to the bank to deposit it. Church, I'm here to tell you when the ministry has been placed upon your heart, no telling what God can do. He'll bring it together. He'll bring an air of excitement. He'll do great and mighty things because God wants to bless his church. He wants to bless you. And as we're going to go forward, we need everyone on board to do a work for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe it, would you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go over to a beautiful passage of Scripture. It's found in Ephesians chapter 12, uh, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. To prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, And we become more mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And so as we look at this passage of Scripture, all of our gifts God takes together. And all of the praise and all of the glory, all of the edification goes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Praise God. We're here to lift up the Lord. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says we have different gifts according to the grace given us. And Paul begins to list some of them, and I'd like to touch on some of them this morning. In chapter 12, verses 6 to 8, if a man's gift or ministry is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him be an encourager. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it 
cheerfully. When we were pastoring up the road here at uh, Vibrant Church, Community Bible, when I was there, we were looking for a youth pastor. And the Shears had attended that church. Uh, and I know that you're familiar with Ed Shear, who is the uh, district secretary and treasurer of, the, of our present district. And, and I, he was working at Grand Union right there in South Burlington. And the Lord impressed upon me. You know, go and talk to him. See if he'd be interested in coming on board and serving in the life of a youth pastor. So I went down and I said, Ed, I said, I'm here. I went right down to the store, walked right in the store. I said, Ed, I, I feel the Lord is, is calling you into ministry. And I believe he wants you to serve us uh, in the area of being a youth pastor. And he looked at me, he says, Pastor, are you serious? I said, I couldn't be more serious. And, and so he prayed about it. He came and he talked to me. He says, I'm going to serve the Lord in the area of being a youth pastor for Community Bible Church. We had a very large group at that time, around 50, 60 youth were in, in part of the youth group. And God began to use him and bless him. And this day, as I look at him, he's serving in the district office as the secretary treasurer. And I'm working for Grand Union. No. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be funny. But God has blessed him in such a way that he's using him in ways that perhaps he never dreamed of. But we knew that God, his hand, was resting upon him. And so as I look at this beautiful passage of Scripture, Paul is saying, be found faithful. And what God has called you to serve in. I'm excited today. Jesus is building his church. It's comprised of living stones in which you and I are part of. And I'm excited to see what God is doing. But I believe for the church to be truly effective. And for the church to go forward in such a dynamic way. That each of us have been given talents. We've been given gifts to do great and mighty things for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to just say to you this morning that we all fit into God's plan and God wants to use you in such a wonderful way if you're open to it and you say, thank you, Lord. You've chosen me. Your hand is resting upon me. And even though my gift might be small, I don't want to despise it. I want to use that talent. I want to use that ability for the Lord Jesus Christ, for it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen this morning? Praise the Lord. When we were pastoring up the road there at, at Community Bible Church, and we were going through, when we came on board, the church was tremendous, a very large congregation. But we had tremendous financial needs. And so I was seeking the Lord, and I said, Lord, Lord, what are we going to do? And I was up in the sanctuary, and of the church, and I was praying, and, and the Lord seemed to impress upon me. He says, I, I'd like for you to challenge the people for one Sunday if they would just give 90% of their tithe. 90%, you know, usually we give 10%. So I went to the board, and I said, God's been speaking to me, and I, I, I believe he's in this, and I, I shared it with the board. And one of the board members said, do you know where you're serving? You're in Vermont. We never do things like that. 
I says, well, just, do, do I have your support? He says, we're behind you 100%, Pastor. We're going to believe and trust the Lord. So it was the first Sunday in January. And I, I, I challenged the congregation. I said, Yo, we have financial needs here. And we need to do something to go beyond what we're usually doing in our tithes and offering. And so we challenged the people. We're going to do it Easter Sunday. It will be three months down the road. And we began to pray. And we got excitement in the congregation. And that Easter Sunday came, 90%. Usually the offering at that time when I was there was around $5,000, $6,000 a Sunday. So I didn't know what was going to happen. I said, Lord, you know, you spoke to me, and well, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you in this. And so the people are bringing their offerings. And the treasurer is out there. He's in the side room. He's counting. And, and, and you know, there's an air of excitement. He comes out, and he says, we're at 40000 and we're still counting. And he came out towards the end. He said, $52,000 in the offering. Do you know, next year, the board said to me, can we do 80%? <laughs> and we did 80%. And I'm here to tell you, within a short period of time, that church, which we were running in great difficulty with finances, and then down the road, God sent in a donor, one in the offering plate, there was a check for 50000 He did that for five Sundays. And God turned it all around. But gifts were being used in such a way that there was such an air of excitement in the congregation that we saw God doing things that were beyond the natural. It went into the supernatural. And I want you to trust him in your life. That you'll get beyond the natural and you'll trust God with the gift, with the talent that he's given to you. And you'll be found faithful, whatever that chore is, whatever that task is, that you can say, I'm going to use it for the glory of God. And God's going to receive glory and honor for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. We were pastoring uh, down in North Haven, Connecticut, right outside of Yale University. A friend of mine, pastor of the church, and he said to me, he says, I'm going to retire. He says, I just feel, I've been praying, I want you to consider coming up and, and filling the pastorate here. I prayed about it, went up, and very small congregation, very large building, sat about, about 600 people, about 40 people in the congregation. And, and so I accepted it, you know, didn't ask too many questions, got there. The church is receiving shut-off notices, okay, the water, the electric. Uh, the mortgage payment was $3,200 a month. We're about two months behind. I said, Lord, you know, I believe. I've been obedient. I'm trusting you. And, and so there was an individual in the sound room, and he started to give $1,000 a week for 13 weeks. He kept us going. We met the need. And there was an individual in the church that I knew something was troubling him. And, you know, he just needed to let it go. And when he sat in the congregation, you could just see by his expression that things were troubling him. And so he called me up and he said, you know, Pastor, I need to talk with you. So I met at a local restaurant and all of this came out, you know, bitterness and holding on to things and 
upset with different things in the church. I said, just let it go. Let it go. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. And so we prayed over it. I get a phone call from, again, from him again, and he said, I'd like to meet you at the same restaurant. So I went down there. I said, boy, you know, maybe this won't be good. But, Lord, I'm just trying to be obedient. So I sat down with him. He says, you know, I'm, I've let it go. And he says, I've held back my tithe. He says, I want to give you a check. And this is what I've held back. I had the check. I went back to the office. I opened it. It was a check for $52,000. He was a big builder in the area. I said, thank you, Lord. And then the next day he called again. He said, I'd like to meet you at that same restaurant. I said, he's going to take the check back. <laughs> so, so I went there. And he says, Pastor, it wasn't all of it. He gave me another check for $27,000. And so I came back. And I told the congregation. I said, see how God is meeting the needs of this church. God wants to use North Haven. Assembly of God for the glory of God. And it stirred the whole congregation. One individual, his gift was giving and giving out of a generous heart. Another person prays, and that's their gift. Another person comes up and leads praise and worship. That's their gift. Yes, God has put an under-shepherd in the congregation to sort of oversee it, but he's the head of the church. But I'm here to encourage you today that God wants to stir the gifts within your life and in my life. And I believe as he does, that God is going to begin to loosen finances and talents and abilities that God has given to you that will be shared with the glory of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm here to encourage you. God is looking for faithfulness. Complete it. Carry it through all of the way. And I'm here to say that God is faithful. And he'll be faithful to you if you are faithful to him. If you believe it, would you say amen? If not, I'm going to preach it all over again. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't you just love him today? Oh, I praise him. And so as this passage of Scripture says, do it with full credit. Give it your very best. You know, I've had the pleasure of over 45 years of pastoring great churches. But when I stand before the Lord, I just want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. How about you? That we've done it to our full credit. That we've given it the best for the Lord. I was attending a funeral service years back. And this individual was not part of my church. But I I just felt I went to visit them in the hospital. He passed on. And I remember when I was attending the service that there was this usher that was at the door. And I greeted him. I said, how are you today? And fine. And he says, I, I just, he knew I was a pastor. He says, I just want you to know that before they see the pastor, they see me first. And so he was saying to me that his job was so important. It was a ministry. 
It was a ministry. Your job is important. Sometimes we feel like, you know, like I remember talking uh, or hearing a minister say that he felt that God played favorites, you know, like as far as candidates and pastors. And God doesn't work that way. He honors faithfulness. If you're faithful, God will bless you. He'll lead you. He'll direct you. But I believe we should do it in such a way that we give it our very best, our very best for the Lord. In closing this morning, and I'd like to thank you for the opportunity of just sharing with you today, but I pray that you will give it your very best. I think of the life of Joseph. Uh, when I think of this young man, he was 17 when he was sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites. And, and we know the, the story so well that he went to Potiphar's house. He was falsely charged. He was thrown into prison. But he was found faithful because God had given him a vision and a dream that the day would come that his brothers, you know, would honor him in the position that the Lord would lead him to. But you know, he really had to go through a lot. You know, once you're sold into slavery during this time, the culture was once a slave, always a slave. They're in Egypt. But he says, you know, God is faithful. He gave me a dream. He gave me a vision that he was going to use me. The baker and the butler, they forgot about him when he, God gave him the interpretation to those dreams when one was promoted, one life was taken out. But all through it, God was with him. God was with him. And in your life, you might not understand everything that has gone on in your life. There's hurt. Maybe you feel like you've been forsaken. But I'm here to encourage you. If God has given you a, that talent, that ability, just remain faithful. I was candidating for a church one time, and I was a late candidate. There were like 44, uh, 43 names that were placed in. And uh, candidate number one, a real good man, just missed it. Candidate number two missed it. Spoke to the district superintendent. He says, you'll be number 44. The odds don't look good. Right? <laughs> number 44, Okay. And so the story was relayed to me that the chairman of the board says, well, maybe we're doing something wrong here. Let's switch it up a little bit. And God had been speaking to me. He says, where he's going to lead me to, the church would have castle lights, would have blue carpet. I just felt that in my spirit, that God was going to do that. I didn't know how or where. But this board out in Corning, New York, they switched it up. They said, well, let's go down here. This is a late entry right here. So they took my resume, and they called me. They said, we'd like to meet with you. And, and so when I came to the church, I met them at the church. I walked into church, blue carpet, castle lights. I looked at them. I said, I'm your man. <laughs> and the meeting lasted 10 minutes, and we went down to McDonald's and had a good Sunday. <laughs> it was all over. It was all over. God honored faithfulness. 
faithfulness. God will honor faithfulness in playing, singing, elders, deacons, membership, whatever ministry. God's keeping the books today. He knows exactly the talent, the ability that he's given to you. Now he's saying to you, will you fulfill it? Will you give it your very best? In closing, I was, grew up on Long Island, New York, and loved basketball. I was playing for Smithtown, Long Island, New York. And we were playing a Bayshore and loved basketball, varsity basketball. And so it was like three or four seconds left in the first half. Ball was thrown into me, and so I heaved it, you know, like 75 feet, hit the backboard, went around the rim, and in. <laughs> and let me tell you, I walked off that court. My chest was so out there. <laughs> I says, look what I did. You know, before that game was over, <laughs> I was on the bench. <laughs> I, I, I was dribbling and out of bounds and all these different things, but for that moment, there was an air of excitement. And I close with this final story that I read about this story of this individual, this aviator, that he decided to fly from New York City to France. And somehow in his destination, he went the wrong way. He wound up in L.A. And so the story was out that, you know, how did he do that? And so the story goes on to say that he came back to New York. They gave him a key to the city. They gave him a tremendous parade, even though he went in the wrong direction. And just about that time, one of our missionaries was returning home. And he got off the boat. There was no ban. There was no reception. And he was discouraged. And he went to his motel room and the room was really dark, just one light above the bed. And he was weeping. He says, Lord, I've been on the mission field all of these years. There were no people to greet me, no key to the city. And then the light became brighter. And the Lord just seemed to speak. My son, you are not home yet. When you get home, bells will be ringing. The saints will be singing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Friends, we're not home yet. Are you with me? Oh, are you with me? We're not home yet, but be found faithful. And when you get home, wonderful things are awaiting us all. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your presence today, for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we count it a great joy to be with God's people today. Lord, I feel I've been obedient, Lord, to share the message, faithfulness in fulfillment. And while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, perhaps there's someone here today that would slip up their hand and say, Pastor, yes, I've been given a talent, the abilities, but for some reason... I haven't been using it for the Lord, but this morning with my hand raised, I want to acknowledge to the Lord that I'm going to do my very best. 
I'm going to use it. I'm going to apply my ministry for the church and for the work of the Lord. Is there anyone here this morning that would raise their hand? I'd like to remember you in prayer to pray for me. Is there anyone that would slip up their hand and say, would you pray for me? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else? Yes, Lord, I want to use the talent, the ministry. Oh, yes, okay, all right, okay. By faith, amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord, amen. Father, we thank you this day for my brother, Lord, that slipped up his hand. And Lord, I pray that you would stir up the gift. Lord, use him for your glory. Use him for your honor. And Lord, for this whole congregation, we thank you for them. There's an air of excitement. Lord, as they have a candidate coming, but Lord, may it be said that from this body that the gifts are being used for the glory of the Lord. We pray all this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Praise and worship team is going to come now and lead us.